Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. Happy day. <laughs> I felt like you were going to start singing the Happy Days theme welcome song. Welcome to life. Oh. Welcome to your life today. Oh, thanks. Um, I was Hap- just thinking about Happy Days because I watched, um, a couple weeks ago, we watched a Christmas movie that had the Fonz in it, Henry Winkler as like the grandpa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just love him. I was thinking about Happy Days recently too, because I went to a tattoo convention yesterday and someone had a Fonz tattoo. Interesting. Ooh, yeah. I can't wait to hear about the tattoo convention. What do you want to know? Um, how was it? it Did was you get good. another tattoo? No. Um, I feel like, so they let you like sign up in advance for tattoos like with certain artists um and otherwise like people you can walk up to but i also don't like know the ones that are have available appointments so mm-hmm. i like don't really feel comfortable plus you're like everyone watches you get a tattoo like some people are getting like upper thigh tattoos and i was like i would feel so uncomfortable like being on display but to each their own because i guess if you wanted to go get tattoos like they're all discounted so but it's basically it was I feel like they need a bigger space. There are two huge rooms in a hotel and then they had like just tons and tons of booths from different like tattoo shops and different artists and they had some piercers there. We looked at getting piercings, but the lines were too long. Mm. <laughs> um, what were you going to get pierced? I was thinking about getting my tragus. Ooh, not your nose? No. Would you ever get your nose pierced? I don't think so. I just feel like it'd be very hard to like... It'd be a lot of maintenance. Have you ever know. thought about it? I mean, not more than like what I just said, I guess. Have you thought about it? Yeah. I have. Are you going to do it? No, not now. But like, because I feel like I'm a little too old. No offense to anyone who has their nose pierced, <laughs> but I feel like if it works for you, then you can like keep keep it until however old you are. But I don't know if I can pull it off. I also, when we were thinking about getting piercings, I like I felt like the last time because I got my cartilage pierced and I feel like it took forever to heal. And then we were talking to someone that was selling jewelry. He's like, no, we can't pierce here. They only let two people pierce. He's like, but I would recommend like straight jewelry for piercing because they heal a lot better. And I was like, interesting, because the last piercing I got, they put a hoop in. And then I feel like it took like a year to heal. Mm -hmm. And he said it should really take like three months. Really? Yeah. I've heard that it takes a year to heal. Maybe that's just me because I'm like sensitive to metal things. Yeah. I don't know. I am too. So maybe that's why mine took so long. But Or I was like, oh, maybe. Or it's the curved or the hoop. (laughs) I just like straight up never wear earrings anymore because my ears just like freak out. I started taking them out at night because, yeah, I I have to do like sterling silver or like 14 karat gold. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, my ears like freak. Totes. <laughs> good story. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. I, we, I went cross country skiing yesterday for the first time in my life. And I don't really know what I thought was going to happen because I've been wanting to go cross-country skiing for like years like I thought it was gonna be this really fun thing but and that I was gonna just like get on skis and be like flying down the trails yeah 
it's really hard. So like, is it mostly flat? I'm picturing it just like you have to have like solid arm muscle to like propel yourself. Or is there some like, can you build up a momentum? I stuttered. I think you're supposed <laughs> to build up a momentum. I don't know if I ever reached that. Okay. Um, but you're supposed to kind of like move your legs and arms okay. at the same time. But I like never really got in the groove, I don't think. And also the trails were not very good because we haven't like, it's been like melted and then frozen. frozen. So it was like super icy. And there are some areas where there are like hills. And the last time I went skiing was like eight years ago in Montana. It was downhill skiing on a mountain. And I was with my dad, who's a really good skier. And he like took me down this like black mountain, black diamond. And I've, I'd skied growing up, but not like Montana, really. Like Minnesota like, hills. Like only a little <laughs> bit in Montana. And, um, and I fell and like twisted my knee, like rolling down this mountain. Oh my gosh. And then they had to like get this ski patrol man to like pull me down the rest of the mountain and it was so embarrassing and then they ended up like putting a cardboard box on my knee because that was like legally all they could do like to stabilize it I went into this like ski hut and I was like my knee hurts and they were like okay sit down and they literally duct taped a cardboard (laughs) box to my knee I was like thanks guys the red green and then walked out and pulled the box off of my leg and then we left oh my gosh um but I feel like I'm scarred from like falling and I also am just not as fearless as I used to be and it was like little hills on this trail and I was scared and feeling like I was gonna fall on the ice and I really was kind of a piece of work for my husband to deal with probably but <laughs> I eventually it was fun like I got the hang of it it was kind of really cold yesterday too yeah so, um I'll try it I'll try it again okay are your arms really sore they're not actually okay so I don't know just got some pipes maybe maybe <laughs> I've been <laughs> I started a new um like workout group like a weightlifting thing on thursdays with my coworkers. oh so we had our first day on tuesday on thursday so we'll see maybe i'll get super ripped yeah (laughs) okay well today we are going to talk about some um articles that we've seen and feel like we should probably discuss probably probably Okay. <laughs> the first one I saw, and it it was an article that said, Minnesota has America's least favorite iconic state drink. And basically, it like attributed an alcoholic beverage to each state and then ranked them. Mm-hmm. And apparently, we came in 50 out of 50. However, our state drink is apparently something called the bootleg, which is just whiskey over ice with a splash of water, which... Okay, watered down whiskey. Which sounds disgusting. And also, have you ever like been with someone in a Minnesota bar and or see, had anyone order that? I feel like I've heard of that, but not in like the sense of it being iconic Minnesota. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound disgusting to me because I kind of like whiskey, but I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But I don't know what other drink I could think of that would be iconic. Minnesota. I, I was trying to think like 
do you feel like a I don't know how common grape apes are everywhere else but like the loon I feel like is known for that but I don't know if that's like a Minnesota thing or an everywhere thing I have no idea we could look it up <laughs> Wyoming is ranked fourth with a brandy old fashion interesting to have a brandy old fashion which you can get at any good Wisconsin supper club I've been to a Wisconsin supper club good story <laughs> Washington apple cocktail, that makes sense. Washington apples are good. I, well, I guess I've only had the shot version, but... And Oregon craft beer, obviously. I feel like Minnesota would be craft beer, too, but maybe craft beer breweries are just popping up in every state. That's true. So, And also, hangovercure.org. Who knows how much research they did to come up with this. Real reliable source. <laughs> I mean, it's got a .org. That means it's legit, right? So if anyone has ideas on what they would call Minnesota's iconic drink, let us know because we don't know what it would be. No. <laughs> also, my alcohol knowledge is just not that broad. So yeah, no, mine neither. Yeah. But anyway. So as you know, I was watching a whole lot of TV over the holidays because I was like on sick leave. And I keep seeing previews for some new 2020 shows that are like premiering. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on some of them. Okay. The first one is Flirty Dancing. Have you seen this preview? Okay. I think so. I know what you're talking about and it sounds so stupid. Wait, is this? Yes. But there's another one coming out from ABC that's like you are bonding over a song or something. Oh, really? I don't know if I've seen this preview. Um, let me look it up. Okay. Flirty dancing. Sounds... I don't know. It's like Dancing with the Stars ma- mixed with dating show. Yeah. It says... Well, first of all, it's hosted by Jenna Dewin, who formerly married to Channing Tatum, Step Up. Um, and it says part blind date and part romantic or part performance, part blind date, and all about romantic chemistry. Complete strangers each learn half of a dance routine, then meet for the first time on a blind date at a breathtaking location where they dance together without saying a word. In this romantic approach to dating, the singles push themselves out of their comfort zones in the hope of being swept off their feet rather than swept to the left or right on a phone. (laughs) Okay, I would maybe watch the first episode of this just to see what it's like. I would too, but also like, I feel like it's like, what is it based on? Because like they don't talk while they're dancing and then they talk afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one show that I will not be watching. Please tell and me. And that is this new show ordered by ABC called The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. Tell me more. I've not heard of this. It's supposed to premiere in April and... It says the new series will unite music and love as 20 single men and women embark on a journey to find love through music, singing well-known songs, both individually and as couples, and they will look to form attractions through melodies, find and reveal their feelings, and ultimately fall in love. AKA, it's like American Idol meets The Bachelor. I just feel like it's a stretch. You guys are like, trying way too hard. I know, like, people date and do other things. It happens, but like, we don't need to make a TV show about them. <laughs> Yeah. No, thanks. Um, Another dating show I wanted to get your thoughts on is Hot and Heavy. It's a TLC limited series which follows the lives of three mixed weight couples who face judgment for being heavier women involved with smaller men. 
Okay, don't even get me started on this. I know. Okay, so we talked about this a few weeks ago, not on the podcast, but yeah. did you um, look at any of the Learning to Be Fearless stuff? I listened to one of her, po- that was the girl and her mom mm-hmm. that do, I listened to one of the podcasts, yeah, and she gave advice to someone who was worried about having like a, I've never even heard the term mixed weight mm-hmm. relationship. Right. I don't know. I just feel like it shouldn't be a thing, but it is, but it's just like all wrapped up in the culture of like commenting on people's bodies and like, right. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like they're focusing on something that shouldn't be a focus. Mm -hmm. Also, I think it's interesting that all of the heavier people are women Mm -hmm. and not vice versa when there's definitely those types of relationships in the world. Yeah. Right. There should at least be one. If they're going to do this show, they should at least like have one that's the opposite. Right. No. No. Canceled. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Okay. The other show that I thought looked interesting and I wanted your thoughts on is Spy Game. So, So it's a Bravo show called Spy Games. And basically it is, it says it's similar to like the mole but it says inspired by the one secret world war ii government program known as station s in which civilians were assessed and trained to be spies 10 daring individuals come together to compete and attempt to outplay one another in living out the ultimate spy fantasy model and martial artist mia king hosts the competition with real life intelligence experts assessing the contestants performances to determine who has what it takes to outwit the game and succeed at one of the world's most mysterious professions so basically the previews looked like you got to do a bunch of cool like physical challenges like jumping out windows and stuff. Would you watch that? Probably not. No? No. Would you want to partake? Maybe. I feel like it'd be fun but I also don't know if I'd want to watch it. It depends. I feel like that doesn't give us a lot of like how people are going to win or be eliminated. So I might check out an episode. Well, if you are interested in World War One spies, aka historical fiction about women <laughs> um, spies in World War One, read *The Alice Network* by Kate Quinn. Great book. <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored. So I feel like lots of exciting TV shows, aka we won't watch most of them kind of, it, that are coming yeah. out in 2020. <laughs> I don't know. My life is too crazy for TV. Also still trying to do less dumb things so yes i've i've like stopped watching um married at first sight because i just can't keep up and um i tried to watch love island because you raved about it so much or you maya did maya really loves it yeah i've tried and i just could not i watched one episode and i was like nope i can never i've never finished a season like i've tried Mm -hmm. but i always get yeah it feels like a lot married at first sight though i've definitely been keeping up on and then obviously the bachelor yes that's (laughs) like my one show oh and this is us and the bold type which i'm excited is coming back I watched the first season and I haven't watched it oh since. Oh gosh, it's so good. Also, um, Good Trouble is coming back. Also, uh, Freeform. It's a spinoff of The Fosters, but oh. it's so good. I feel like you would enjoy it, but 
Okay. Also, no I pressure. Watch the Fosters. You don't need to watch it to start watching Good Trouble. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you seen any, or are you excited for any movies in 2020? I can't really remember. I think I am excited for some movies, but <laughs> there's a new Cinderella coming out, which is kind of crazy because one just came out five years ago with, um, what's her face? Uh, from Mamma Mia. To oh, Amanda Seyfried? No. The one who plays Donna in Mamma Mia 2. Lily James. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was only, that was five years ago already? 2015, I know. Craziness. <laughs> um, so I guess like five years later, you're going to remake another one. But it's, I think they said Camila Cabello is going to play Cinderella. Interesting. Um, I don't, don't know much about that, her, but I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and then I saw, we've both seen Just Mercy, so we should talk about yes, that. Yes, I've been waiting to discuss. I actually saw the preview la- at, at the movie theater because I saw Little Women last weekend. Oh. And I was like, ooh, that looks good. I want to see it. Um, Did you see the original Little Women? No, but I read the book. Okay. Yes. Was it good? Little Women was so good. I cried the entire, like, the entire movie because it's just, like, happy and sad and so emotional and, like, sisterhood bonds. And um, <laughs> we were sitting next to, um, it was Aaron and I, and we were sitting next to this, like, couple. And it was clearly this girl had, like, dragged her boyfriend to go see it with her. And we both Aaron and I are just tears streaming down our faces (laughs) and like sniffling. And we heard the guy like lean over to his girlfriend and go, are they crying? (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. Yes. No, like my, the collar of my sweater was like soaked. Oh my gosh. Same with Just Mercy, but we'll talk about that. Um, What is like the premise of Little Women? I've never... I feel like I tried to watch the original movie like a billion years ago and never like oh, finished it. Oh, I don't even so know. Good. Okay. It's all about just like life and family relationships and how like things don't always turn out like you think they're going to. And anyway, so the premise is so it's like set in the 1800s and they, it's a family with four girls like a mom and dad and four girls and they they live in the u.s and um the dad is like off fighting in the war and so it's just the mom and the four girls and the oldest joe march is like a tomboy and she's a writer and so she writes all these stories and it's just about their life like as a family and like the four of them have like all they're all four sisters but they have totally different personalities and it's like sister bonds but then like jealousy and yeah um like friendships outside of that and the different paths that they take with their lives and then um one of them gets sick and spoiler alert she dies oh um but and then joe is writing like a story about their lives the whole time and then she ends up like publishing it as a book okay um called little women and the dad comes back and it's really funny because I don't know if you've seen how you've watched How I Met Your Mother, right? Mm-hmm. So 
we're we're like crying because it's the sad thing and the sister's dying yeah and the dad gets to come back from the war and it's like happy reunion dad's back but the dad is what character ted the dad is oh my gosh boss (laughs) no marshall's boss he's marshall's boss like the crazy like yelling guy (laughs) plays the dad (laughs) and so it's just like super comic relief we're like this does not make sense oh my gosh um anyway just mercy what were your thoughts i had seen like a couple previews and i was like really excited to see it and i like did not ex i feel like expected it to be very emotional but not the roller coaster that it was mm-hmm. and I left and I had a headache because I was clenching my jaw the whole time because I was like mad and sad and like just having so many emotions mm-hmm. and also like shaking like I don't know I was like very emotional but I thought it was amazing and I would be surprised if it doesn't win awards for sure totally agree and I just walked out of there like, oh my gosh, the world just needs to keep getting better. Like we need more people to be doing stuff like this, like the Brian Stevensons and the Ruth Bader Ginsburgs of the world. Yes. And like we we left and we were having a conversation about um how like that wasn't that long ago that's exactly the conversation i had too like stuff like this still happens every single day like with the um when he got pulled over and like for no reason and the cops were just like pulled out a gun like that happens every single day still well and the other thing and i guess maybe we should back up and give just like a high level overview of what the yeah um and it's basically someone is falsely convicted of murder based on like coerced testimony and basically there's no evidence convict him but he's on death row so nothing is fair about it the evidence is clear and time after time again i feel like they just like aren't open to reason like everything was corrupt because it was happening in atlanta in the 80s and early 90s um and like uh no i think it was a it was mobile alabama wasn't it Oh, I meant, I was thinking Alabama. For some reason, I said Atlanta. Sorry. <laughs> it kind of rhymed. It was Alabama and... Or Monroe County, I think. Monroe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which, obviously, people were, like, very still, like, prejudice and lots of racism. And... I also thought it... Yeah, I had so many thoughts. I also thought it was interesting that they were like bragging about how like that's where To Kill a Mockingbird was written and yet it's like, okay, but we've learned nothing. Mm-hmm. And like to your point about it being so recent, I feel like everything like kind of ended in the like early 90s and then the corrupt sheriff was still elected six more times. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, I always feel like we're so much farther than we are, but we're making progress i hope (laughs) right i well at the end of the movie they said like you can't just think it's hopeless yeah because hopelessness is like okay well might as well just give up right you have to keep fighting for justice um and we just hope that people still are and it's just i don't know i'm also taking a class that's about right now that's about like diverse populations and Mm -hmm. like making sure that 
I have like an understanding of like people's other cultural experiences and I'm like, like having the mindset of like everyone has gone through something different because they've been a part of a different group or a different culture. And it's just like really opening my eyes. I feel like we all need a reminder though to like every, I feel like that's just something we should all remember is that everyone has a different experience and to like be open-minded like in general. Well, just that like you can be open-minded, but just know that like you don't know Mm -hmm. and you can never understand what that other person has gone through just based on like the way they were born. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the definition of privilege. (laughs) Right. And I, I feel like it is getting better because in our generation, people are already a lot more open-minded and like see way more things than like our parents did and grandparents did just because we're exposed to so much more like news and things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And it might seem like, wow, so much more bad things are happening now, but it's really just like, okay, we can hear about them every day through right. all these different channels. And I feel like that's a better way to say, Here, this is what's happening and we got to change it. Right. And I, that's that's a good point because we're also, um, we hear about it so more, much more because people are confronting like injustices, mm-hmm. which is hopeful. Yeah. And it makes you feel hopeful because like I was comparing it to, Ruth Bader Ginsburg Mm -hmm. and like how she did all that work in the 70s and how changed all these laws Mm -hmm. and then Brian Stevenson comes along and like does something similar in a different situation and so it's like okay we're 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 working on it and it gets it's getting better and even like 20 years ago it's better right and we need our heroes Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure yes so 10 out of 10 would recommend everyone go see Just Mercy. Yes. Is the moral of that story. Okay. Switching gears a little bit. I saw this article or we both saw this article yeah. on LinkedIn called why the 2020s will be the remote work decade. And it's 33 predictions of the trends that will emerge from the rise of remote work globally and why we must demand remote work. And... I'm like totally on board with all of these things. And I thought some of the things were interesting, like the death of co-working because co-working spaces are like kind of on the rise, I guess, or they were on the rise with like WeWork and stuff. And um, it says the last recession was the beginning of the end for the bespoke vanity office. And then the, the next recession will spell the same thing for co-working spaces. So you think we're going to revert back? predicts we're going to kind of revert back i don't think it'll revert back i think it will be more towards remote work right so we won't even need those open office Mm -hmm. plans because it says majority of the 25 255 million desk jobs globally will will be remote by 2029 i wonder how many are now but that's a lot also like why not because we have the technology to do it like I feel like it just makes sense. I think it's interesting too because I feel like the companies I know of that don't let their employees work remote, it's because they don't trust that they'll get their work done. And this prediction talks about how they think people work too much and like burn themselves out because they always have their computer with Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, I think that's one of the main things is like 
Okay. And that's what I feel like entrepreneurs talk about that a lot where they burn themselves out because Mm -hmm. they, they have no boundary of I'm at work or I'm at home. It's just, I'm always near my computer. I'm always working. Yeah. But at the same time, it's okay. Life work balance. I can work and also like be home with my children or, um, be getting just like random stuff done when you're not commuting to work every day. Yeah. And like set your own hours, like truly meaning Mm -hmm. like you can get up, work a couple hours, get your kids ready, work more hours, like, and still get just as much accomplished, if not more. Yeah. And okay, this one is the best bullshit tasks the need to pad pad out your eight hour workday will evaporate replaced by clear tasks and responsibilities workers will do what needs to be done rather than wasting their time trying to look busy with the rest of the office that's the thing that annoys me so much is because like if you think about the time you actually spend working i'm because i always feel like okay it's four o'clock I could like start something, but I'll, I'll just be able to get it done tomorrow. And I feel like I spent a lot of time, like now it's different, but when I was first starting out working, just like trying to make myself busy because I was mm-hmm. just getting everything done in like four hours. And then I'm like, okay, i like, I need more to do. And people are always like, you're so speedy. And it's like, <laughs> I just get stuff done and then I right. want to leave. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I need like a brain break from like tasks. So if I finish something, then I'll like work on clearing out my email. But it like Mm -hmm. might not be like. No, I think this is talking about like checking the weather or looking at news, like trying to make yourself like busy. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like I spend more time on social media when I'm at work because I'm just like, okay, well. Yeah. I'm like, don't have that much to do today. And like other times, other times I'm busy and working the whole day, but there's slow times. And I feel like those are the times when it's like, okay, just let me go home if there's nothing going on. And especially around like the holidays and stuff, mm-hmm. nothing ever happens. But I feel like some companies are like, you need to be here just in case. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a one person could ruin it for everyone. Like if they truly don't either have enough to do or like get anything done. But like if you get everything done, I feel like every job ebbs and flows. So if you leave early one day, it's because and you're going to like work later a different day Mm -hmm. and it's all going to like equal out. Yeah, I just don't think it should be eight hours. Yeah, like it hasn't changed at all. And everything else has changed so much. And like the eight hour workday hasn't changed. And I feel like we can get way more done and we should be able to like not kill ourselves every day. Related to that, did you see the um, Finland's prime minister proposal? No. So she has proposed. She. She. Excellent. Yes. Um, If elected, would bring a 32 hour working week to the UK within 10 years. Okay, so she said either four-day work week or six-hour work day, one or the other, to make it a 32-hour work week, which I feel like would get so much more production out of employees if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say. It's just like, it is what it is. Yeah. And 
I don't know. It needs to change faster. Like, hurry up. Right? Let's, let's get with it. Okay. Well, that's that. We'll put the article in the description box if you want to check it out. Yeah. Let us know what you think about remote working. So... Do you ever, I always see those things like people post on Facebook or social media and they're like, tell me what you think about when you see like in regards to me X, Y, Z. And I like never want to actually post them, but I'm curious about your thoughts. So one of those was if I were giving a TED talk, what would you automatically assume it's on? Um. Okay. So immediately my mind goes to like your TED talk would be about like how to break out of a small town mindset and like make it in I like this is working title but yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but like you know what I mean like you come from a place where like people usually just grow up and like stay there and either like work whatever jobs are there or like do whatever their parents were doing and I feel like you have broken out of that and like are different and people comment on that a lot like about your life because you've like kind of done something different than a lot of your other family members and like people you were grew up with so I feel like it could be something about that interesting I don't know what I thought you were gonna say but I like it um what would you what would you say it would be on? I feel like yours would be mental health related mm-hmm. and probably something about like accepting everyone and loving yourself and everyone can just like do whatever the heck they want and just like I don't know. I feel like everything we've already kind of talked about today, but just like yes. mental health, like love everyone and love yourself, like. That's the working love. title. All you need is love. All you need is love. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Was there something else you were thinking of when I asked that question for yourself? Um, no, I've never really thought of that. I feel like maybe something about like relationships or like family, something or other. Yeah. I could see you talking about relationships and how friendships impact your life too Mm -hmm. yes i could also see yeah i could see that as well emotions all of the feels is the name of the dead talk (laughs) she doesn't even go here um sorry (laughs) i just had a flashback (laughs) to when i like two jobs ago and i quit my job and i just like absolutely loved the job so much but they were paying me zero dollars to work there (laughs) and i was like i gotta get out of here and i like cried to my boss and um because i didn't want to leave but i had to go i was like Uh my student loans are killing me and then i I had my last meeting with her and I started crying again and I was like I'll try to stop being so emotional (laughs) and she was like you do that good luck (laughs) she's a great boss I love it so much (laughs) I definitely cried on my last day of my last job Mm -hmm. too also I was like sleep deprived and an emotional wreck so I like was probably like tearing up in the room and every probably but is that when you slept in the lobby of your office? Yeah, it was after my last day. Good story. Oh my gosh. We've Exhaustion. already told that. Yes. Okay, well that's all the viral news we have for you. <laughs> and TED Talk and random conversation. Yeah, we're just catching up. 
in the new year. <laughs> it's the first full week of the new year. Oh my gosh. How many times did you hear that this week? But it was like necessary to talk about because it was so long. It felt like. Yeah. Hope you're hanging in there. <laughs> I'm so tired this week. I don't know why. Oh, please, it's because it's the first. Please advise. Oh. oh my gosh. Per my last email. This must ladder up to the theme. Hashtag. Business talk. <laughs> We're finishing each other's sentences now. <laughs> How cute. Just kidding. <laughs> Anyway, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Floral Couch Conversations. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. Yes, our next episode will be a Dear Petal Peeps. So send us your questions. Send us your questions. We will answer them. Yes. Super anonymous. Absolutely. 100%. And we'll just give you our best advice that we can. We will. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.